Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Travel Hub Podcast. I'm Michelle Bouchour, your host for today's show. As with everyone in the country, we here at Travel Hub are working through the global pandemic of COVID-19. I hope that you and your families are all well and safe. This recording is going to be a little bit different today. I usually do talk to my guest via computer, but today I myself am not in my office. I am at home in my living room with my three kids running around upstairs. Our editing process for this episode is going to be a little bit different today as well. But you know what? We will work through it just as we all are right now, and it's all going to be okay. That said, I am really excited today to be talking to Larry Fritz of the Infotech Research Group. Larry and Infotech have been great partners of Travel Hub and the entire Native American community for many years. As the practice lead at Infotech Research Group for both the Native American Technology Research Center, often referred to as NATRC, and the Gaming and Hospitality Research Center, GHRC, Larry and his team of analysts develop and deliver targeted research specific to the tribal government, gaming, and hospitality industries. For those of you who don't know Infotech Research Group, it is the world's fastest growing informational technology research and advisory company, and they proudly serve over 30,000 technology professionals. They create a highly relevant research to help CIOs and technology leaders make strategic, timely, and well-informed decisions. Infotech partners closely with IT teams to provide everything they need from actionable tools to financial guidance, ensuring they deliver measurable results for their organizations. As the owner of the NATRC and the GHRC research agendas, Larry is responsible for agenda planning and directing research while also providing measured value to chief information officers and to key IT leaders. Larry brings more than a decade of international gaming and hospitality experience and 25 plus years in overall technology, marketing, supply chain, and other business operational expertise. Hi, Larry. Thanks for being on the podcast today. I appreciate your time. Of course. Yeah, I look forward to it. So we wanted to have you on today because um, a couple weeks ago on March 25th, you hosted a webinar um, with us and two weeks, I mean, that seems like forever ago now, so much has changed since then. We're at that time, I guess the WHO had just declared COVID-19 a pandemic and organizations in their technology departments were scrambling for a pandemic response plan. At that time, most casinos hadn't closed yet, businesses hadn't closed yet, and you guys were sharing Infotech's COVID-19 Resource Center resource to help technology teams effectively navigate the crisis and prepare. So that was a little over two weeks ago. Um, But like I said, so much has changed. Back then, your suggestions were to take immediate actions, um, assign accountability, address work travel, promote proper hygiene, um, to monitor daily updates, and to begin to review crisis management and business continuity planning for the inevitable impact that organizations were going to see. So none of us have a blueprint on what we're supposed to be doing now or two weeks ago, and it's all uncharted waters for everybody. What has Infotech done and what can they do to help tribes build this blueprint that they need 
moving forward. Yeah, and, and as you point out, a lot has changed uh, really day to day, let alone week to week. But uh, at, at the beginning of March, really, uh, Infotech launched a COVID uh, response resource center to provide tools, templates, and, and a playbook for IT leaders to assist their organizations through this disruptive time. And Again, every day new tools are being added to it. So we're uh, keeping up with the pace of change and evolution that's going on in in, in the market right now. Uh, but every and every week we've been hosting a variety of webinars. Uh, supported by best practice research and tools on, on key topics that organizations are facing in these times, such as uh, work from home, both the technical and policy basis of it. Uh, how do you manage remote teams, uh, childcare policies in, a, in this new work from home environment and, and the unfortunate uh, aspect of, uh, as this goes on, of streamlining the workforce uh, and, of course, cost reduction planning. And uh, most recently, uh, even a 10-step IT pandemic strategy playbook. Uh, and they've been incredibly popular across industries and, and organizational departments, not just IT. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, I mean, this is really affecting across the board everybody, not just one department in one industry. It's it's everybody yeah. across the board. Yeah. Um, now, we, at, here at Tribal Hub, we've been talking to our board members, to tribes, to some of the vendors that we work with, just trying to get them connected to people who could maybe help. Um, you know, no one has ever seen what we're seeing now, especially in the casino industry, restaurant industry, you know, 24 hour, 365 day a year facilities completely shut down. You know, it's not... You can't just go in and flip a switch. There's so many different things. When you look at a a casino, they're so complex. People are reaching out to others, you know, to find people that they trust and asking for help. Are, Are you guys seeing that also when you're talking to people? Yeah, absolutely. And and in a webinar that you mentioned that we did in, in March, I, I did identify those three phases of a COVID response. Really, it was the now in crisis, the early stage, seven to, days, uh, seven to 10 days or so, the continuing operations, the mid-crisis phase, and then finally, the crisis resolved or, or post-crisis new normal. And what we found during the webinar was that many organizations were caught off guard and really ill-prepared for the early stage and mid-crisis phases. I, I recall you know, the ad hoc survey that we did during the webinar really indicated it was less than, I, I think it was 25% effectiveness of organizational BCP and, and crisis plans. And, and uh, really given that though, I, I would also take a more positive view and state that this is really the CIO career opportunity of a decade. Uh, it's a very unique opportunity for CIOs to demonstrate leadership and technology capability to their organization. But Mm -hmm. it does take an action-oriented, business context-based plan to be successful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So what as IT and business leaders... You know, what should we expect? What can we reasonably prepare for? Yeah, three things I think uh, will really be paramount. The first is that, you know, we've all seen the hit that capital markets have taken. And, and while they'll take their own time to get sorted out, uh, revenue expectations across many industries uh, are uh, taking a hit. Uh, and some more than others, like gaming, hospitality, travel and leisure broadly 
of course, uh, were some of the early um, impacts of uh, suffered the early impacts of this. But expect IT and, and quite frankly, every other part of the business to be asked to look for belt tightening. Uh, this is critical in tribes where casinos or other commercial enterprises are really the funding en- engine for mm-hmm. tribal nation community services and, and ultimately sovereignty and, and independence. Uh, second, in terms of our crisis response, there are lessons that we can learn to prepare uh, better for the next time. And and unfortunately, there will be a next time for this. This Many uh, folks uh, have been indicating that this has been uh, a long time coming. And uh, if you look at the, the previous incidents of SARS, uh, Ebola, for example, uh, this, this is not a, a unique situation. It is certainly extreme, but it is not uh, unique and not going to be the only one. But the point is, uh, and I mentioned this on the webinar as well, that IT is in the practice of doing lessons learned and retrospectives. Uh, because of the criticality of, of their systems that they're responsible for. Um, leverage that experience and bring it to the organization so that those, those post-incident reviews and lessons learned can be captured and learned from uh, by the organization so that you're better uh, equipped uh, for, for the next time. Uh, mm-hmm. Finally... Really, as we emerge into the new normal and beyond, uh, we need to slowly get back to a more normal way of doing business. And I really think this is where the the real excitement is going to be. Uh, We'll gradually return to normal. It's not going to be... Uh, you know, turn on the lights, turn on the systems and, and business as usual. Um, but you're going to have to support the transition from all of the temporary measures that we've put in place to really get through this crisis. Um, mm-hmm. But along the way, we've also discovered some new ways of working, some new ways of, of serving our customers and the communities we live and, and work in. And, and, and think about it. In essentially less than a month, we've, we've wrought massive change to organizations and the communities at, at large. But it, it was all fed by the need to do things differently. And it was really thrust upon this uh, by this pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for, for, for example, uh, most jobs, right? A, a trip into the workplace was part of a daily routine for, for many of us. Uh, but now we've proven that we can work from home. And we've recognized certain benefits of doing this, not the least of which uh, maybe saving, uh, say, 10 or more hours a week in commute time. Uh, we, we've also eliminated travel by implementing new ways to collaborate and communicate, uh, including moving to, to virtual conferences and, and meetings that we're all um, experiencing now, in some cases for, for the first time. Um, online communities are also taking on new life, uh, whether it's around online entertainment through virtual concerts. Uh, there's a lot of well-known uh, premier uh, museums that are offering virtual tours. Uh, and, and then, of course, just the fitness and mindfulness classes that have uh, come up. I mean, Infotech, for example, has a, a lunchtime virtual yoga session that we uh, mm-hmm. offer our staff uh, to keep them obviously refreshed and, and engaged. Uh, but, you know, the, the, the interesting development has really been an increase in the way, uh, re- really in the we, uh, as individuals taking charge 
and becoming responsible for our own outcomes. Uh, virtual healthcare, for example, where we manage the process, uh, distance education, as we were talking about offline a little bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Many of us are now really teaching our own mini classrooms at home uh, <laughs> and with, with varying uh, experiences and, and patients, shall we say. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, that's for certain. But, but I would also extend this to, to how we learn to manage people. Right. In an environment where we have no direct line of sight, that's a very traditional management style. And how do you manage people when when you can't see them and you can't ad hoc, you know, speak with them? It's much more. Oh, I have to, you know, use a tool now perhaps to do that. But what's really interesting out of this is that it's it's more about outcomes and results not just mm-hmm. activities and work hours now. And that, that's a pretty uh, substantial change of, of management thought. Uh, and, and, and finally, I think we're seeing a move towards decentralization of decision-making, or at least how decisions manifest themselves. Uh, and, and this is really playing off the other part of, of distributed um, uh, working. But uh, central authorities are setting the direction, but the tactics are really being applied according to local uh, conditions. And that, that, that applies whether it certainly be government or um, just you know, work uh, environments. So, so really, I mean, the world has, has and, and will continue to change. And mm-hmm. a lot of it is based on, on new models of digital services, uh, communications, and, and collaborations. And mm-hmm. uh, what I would say is that while it's easy to make a list of the obvious losers and winners here uh, by by industry, I would suggest at least that you know we need to look deeper than that to figure out how we can eliminate the threats to our own organizations and, and seize the opportunities that are are really in front of us. And again, it's that it, it, it's an unfortunate, but it's an exciting time for for IT leadership. And uh, if, if I may, I just offer th- really three trends that I'm. I'm really following here at Infotech, and and the first is that consumers are going to lead us uh, out of this. Uh, at the end of the day, millions of consumers will innovate faster than than the thousands of firms can, mm-hmm. and and we really need to follow their lead in providing what they want in the way they want it. And um, I'm I'm writing research on this now that this shock to the system has in all likelihood fundamentally changed the behaviors, uh, preferences, and expectations of our customers, but also our staff. And, and so really to that end, you know, part of it is also shifting left in everything we do um, because of those changing uh, behaviors and expectations. And in other words, the more control we can put into the hands of the individual, uh, the customer and the staff, the employee, uh, the easier it will be for them to configure and utilize the services uh, that they need uh, in their changed uh, in, in their changed world. Uh, uh-huh. and, and then finally, really, uh, agility is going to own the day. Uh, you can see, uh, if you reflect back from the beginning of March, the speed or the lack thereof of some organizations to respond and react 
to to the changing market and business context. Um, if a car part manufacturer, for example, can retool on the fly to make medical devices, uh, surely I think that shows us a path forward to the future for not only ourselves personally, but but also our organizations. And so those trends and the opportunities that exist within this crisis uh, for IT to show leadership within the organization and the community uh, are, are quite frankly endless, but I think that's pretty, pretty exciting, unique, and positive. Yeah, for sure. Um, now, speaking of the, of, you know, of the, of the pace of that, if um, let's go quick in, into a scenario, for example, if um, you know, you're a casino in IT department right now, what should I be doing? You know, everyone is at home, but I'm not. Perhaps there's only one or two people there. Um, you know, my husband works for a casino, and they they've went from a fairly large staff down to like two people. And it, I can't imagine having that. That would be very overwhelming to me. Um, so, what would you guys be telling those two people in that IT department? What should they be doing? Yeah. Um, well, well, at this point, you know, we, we've all likely experienced an unintended video conference or conference call attendee, right? Such as uh, a cat, a dog, or a child uh, oh, yeah. running on keyboards or showing up in the video frame as you're conferencing. Um, but that, that's part of the new normal right now, right? Yeah, it it, it equalizes and humanizes people uh, during during these times. And, and really, we're all in this together, right? We've all had maybe a dog bark outside while we're on a call or something. It, it's mm-hmm. every, CEOs all the way uh, through the organization have have um, had those challenges. Yes, uh, and it is challenging. It, it's it's incredibly unfortunate that uh, you know we've had to make these difficult decisions to to lay off or and and, and reduce our staff. Um, you know, in in these organizations at at this time. Mm-hmm. But in, in conversations I've had with many CIO leaders really throughout the world in gaming over the past uh, few weeks or so, uh, they've been taking advantage of reduced and, or, or at least non-existent business operations because they've been shut down. And they've been renegotiating vendor contracts. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've been performing much-needed maintenance and administrative projects. And, and what we found there was uh, this was sort of pre-layoff or, or downsizing where business was closed, but there's there seemed to be, when we look at the timeline, there, there was a window of typically a couple weeks where organizations were closed, but they still retained and they were still paying staff, although working from home. Uh, And and what they were doing, what what IT shops during that time were doing, were were doing these maintenance and administrative projects, you know, including things like server operating systems, right, going from unsupported Microsoft to to a current version, uh, doing application upgrades, doing firmware upgrades to to network uh, switches and devices. And, And in some cases that I spoke with, they were doing entire core and edge network upgrades, uh, you know, so fairly heavy lifting uh, with the in-house staff versus using consultants or third parties. 
Um, mm-hmm. So, the, you know, they were using the time. They were using the ability to change windows to do a lot of this work that would have been very disruptive to organizations uh, had this event not occurred. And, and using it as an opportunity to keep staff engaged, motivated, and, and even, quite frankly, learning new skills uh, mm-hmm. you know, during this. Um, they were also using this time to reevaluate and, and reprioritize certainly budgets. I mentioned that earlier, um, but also project backlogs, right? Because Mm -hmm. there are some, uh, not not all projects are are important uh, or are the same importance um, now and and in the future. Um, And then if those organizations that have done all that, those IT shops that have done all, all that great work, um, the the next thing was to focus on their IT processes. Uh, in other words, really reevaluating the way IT works and looking for efficiencies or um, uh, optimizations. Uh, and then finally, it was really looking at the business processes, right? Mm-hmm. What are the current state business processes and what are they going to look like in the future? Uh, and so taking... Uh, really taking advantage of this time to provide and demonstrate value to the business. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and the last piece that I, I would, I'd be remiss if I didn't say this, but even when you've been reduced, uh, you know, your teams have been reduced down, continue to focus on security processes uh, and, and awareness within the skeleton staff of the organization that, that likely still re- remains because um, the, the nefarious actors are well aware uh, of, of layoffs and staff reductions and they're aware that security may not be uh, as priority of a focus as it may have been in the past just simply because the people that used to be looking at it aren't there. Um, So, so absolutely. I can't emphasize this enough. Uh, Continue to focus on security uh, and, and awareness within your organization. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, you're, you're seeing that even at, um, you know, around here, local government levels, people breaking into, you know, city manager meetings or, you know, and posting inappropriate Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So they're uh, out there and this is their time to thrive. So yes, security is just, is very important right now. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 you know, however, during these times, you know, organizations more than ever, uh, need to also show their their employees that they care about their well-being, their engagement, mm-hmm. and that they are supported. So regardless if, you, if you're fortunate enough to still have full staffing uh, or unfortunately have had to reduce, you know, those staff, all staff, you, as, as leaders within our organization and even within our community, you know, we, we need to, to demonstrate that we care about the staff in the community, their well-being, et cetera. Um, mm. and, and mental, physical, uh, social, and financial well-being uh, are deeply interconnected. And, and each of these factors impacts our overall sense of well-being at work. And each of these factors is really affected by our work environment and work relationships, which, quite frankly, have fundamentally changed. Uh, and so you, you need to... Uh, really make sure that leaders within the organization are, are focusing on, on well-being. And I would just recommend that, you know, don't forget to communicate early 
uh, communicate mm-hmm. often, uh, ideally daily, and uh, use use the three I model, which is really informed to keep employees informed with timely, uh, consistent, open, honest, transparent, you know, information. Uh, interact with your employees, uh, two way connecting with staff really on a personal level and understanding what their concerns, experience and and needs are during this time. And uh, the third eye is involve. Uh, involve your staff in problem solving in the process. Uh, and and that will help with their with their well being. Mm-hmm. Such good points, especially at this time when, you know, it would be really easy to not focus on that. You really have to switch your thinking around right now. Um, Let's see. When we are talking about staff, uh, eventually, hopefully very soon, they'll be starting to come back into the facilities and getting everything ready and up and running and, you know, hopefully opening business as semi-normal could be at a recovery after something like this. When do you see a recovery being reached? And how do you see that being played open? Like, you know, I'm, I'm thinking it's not going to be all of a sudden, no, everybody's open. You know, is that what you're saying? Yeah, it's, uh, and that's a very loaded and dangerous question, I think, to answer, <laughs> to, to attempt to answer <laughs> yeah. right now. True. But they're, you know, generally speaking, what, what again, I'm, I'm, I, I'm fortunate enough to talk to CEOs and CIOs around the world in in gaming and hospitality. And there are some examples uh, with Macau, for example. They're not perfect examples by any stretch. Uh, Europe as well. Uh, There there are certain characteristics of those countries and and specific industries within them uh, that you can at least look at to do some modeling with uh, and, and to understand. But Generally, um, honestly, unfortunately, I'm I'm anticipating. While I'd love for gaming to be reopened, you know, towards the end of May, I think it's it's much more realistic to be a a reopening in roughly two months' time, and mm-hmm. that is going to be under some very different scenarios and requirements, both government and regulator imposed. Uh, than than anything we've we've ever experienced, and and we actually have a piece of research where we're writing and it'll be published uh, next week on on really gaming in a post COVID world and and the things that executives should be considering um, to to really operate and return to what I you know what's the new normal uh, post uh, post opening. So it's it's going to be a phased. Um, uh, a phased recovery. It's not going to be your traditional V-shape recovery. It's it, mm-hmm. there's, there's going to be a long leg on this one. Yeah. Um, speaking of some of that research that you're working on, we have been directing people to your website, um, to your COVID-19 response page. What kind of uh, resources are on this page and who can access it? Can you give us a little rundown of that? Yeah, well, as I mentioned at the top, uh, there's it's a great resource that's available. There, there's webinars, uh, cached, uh, uh, saved webinars, as well as uh, a webinar schedule. Uh, there's mm-hmm. online workshops and, and a lot of great tools, templates, and and COVID-related playbooks for Mm -hmm. leaders, both IT and and organizational leaders. And, you know, it covers such things as as 
crisis management, people management, um, BCP, DRP, um, infrastructure management, security, of course. Uh, and, and as I mentioned, new materials are being added literally every day. And, and I think what's also quite unique is that uh, you know, we have a 24 by 7 live analyst availability to take calls on, on, on the topics here. So if you're after hours and you have uh, a decision or a meeting that you have to get ready for and want to be prepped and, and have a, a, uh, an additional perspective on, uh, there's a, a, an analyst and a, and a phone number there to, to call and, and connect on that. But it's, it's also it, our, our founder and, and executive, um, uh, Joel, was, was very adamant on this, that this is open. This resource center is open to both members and non-members. We, we've mm-hmm. tried to be very clear ever since we launched this in early March that we are here to help. Uh, and, and that is the number one value uh, that we, you know, uh, of this resource center. It, it's open to uh, everybody. That's, that's great. That's great information. Um, if you are listening and you work for a tribal casino government health facility, we really encourage you to go over to that website um, to get the information. It's extremely useful, and I know it'll be helpful for you um, to use getting through this time. Um, Larry, thank you so much for being with us today. Uh, we will definitely link to all of the information that you mentioned. We actually can link to our podcast, uh, to the website, and anything else you can think of, shoot it over, and we'll uh, make sure to link to it in our show notes. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity, and, and please, everybody, just take care and, and be safe. We'll get through this. Yes, we will. Awesome. Thanks, Larry. Thank you for listening to today's show. For more information on Travel Hub, visit our website at travelhub.com and search us up on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe to our show wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, everybody, take care and be safe.